The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast, part of paulkuharski.com. Uh, this fine part of the site is brought to you by Yazoo Brew. We've got a beer for everybody. It's great, distinctive stuff brewed right here in Middle Tennessee distinctive red and white sign you got to pick up a six pack and get it in your fridge you got to take a 12 uh two of those over to uh the party where you're going to watch a game this weekend if you're ponying up to a bar in or around nashville order it drink it i'm partial to the hefeweizen i don't care if it's seasonal or not it's year round for me Couple thoughts heading into this weekend. Uh, game five for the Titans this time against the Buffalo Bills. Loss up in Orchard Park last year was one of the more damaging results of the Titans season. Sitting at two and two, a loss right now could be quite damaging to the Titans. And they got to start stacking wins and they got to start getting some wins against AFC teams. It's nice that they can get wins against teams like Atlanta and they certainly need them to build the record, but they need AFC wins in and out of their division to help break things down um, for, for playoff uh, implications that could come down the road. And a loss like the one to Buffalo last year was killer. They can't do that uh, two years in a row. Uh, Josh Allen, the, the quarterback in Buffalo, questionable, still in the concussion protocol, but can come out of the co uh, concussion protocol um, before Sunday. Otherwise, the Titans will see Matt Barkley. You may hear some hammering in the background. Uh, I am at the office, and uh, there's some new flooring going in. So consider it ambient sound. A couple themes I wanted to hit on here heading into this game. <clears throat> if you look at the Los Angeles Rams, um, Roger Saffold was there before Andrew Wentworth was there. Two seasons pre-Andrew Wentworth, Todd Gurley, a very good running back, averaged 3.9 yards per carry. Okay. 68.7 yards per game. Okay. He had 64 catches for 515 yards and uh, zero touchdowns. When Saffold got Wentworth as his left tackle, and that formed a very good left side of the uh, offensive line, Todd Gurley's numbers shot up. And the way that Sean McVay could use Todd Gurley expanded. And the Rams, in terms of this rushing offense and use of Todd Gurley, took off. He went to 4.8 yards a carry, up almost a yard per carry. 0.9 yards per carry. <clears throat> His uh, yards per game went up almost 20 yards per game on the ground to 88.1 yards per game. He had 30 rushing touchdowns in those two years, 123 catches, almost double the number of catches he had in the two years pre-Andrew Wentworth for 1,368 yards and 10 receiving touchdowns. That's a huge jump for Todd Gurley 
once Roger Saffold was paired with Andrew Wentworth, as opposed to before that, when Saffold was doing a lot of, uh, he moved around a lot and he had to really cover um, for more. <clears throat> he was constantly helping people who were uh, not as good. And um, it, it was a troublesome issue for them. Now, Roger Saffold's not been great in his first four games with the Titans, but he's also not been next to um, Taylor Lewan yet. He has not been next to Taylor Lewan yet. And that's something that changes Sunday against the Bills. And uh, while Taylor Lewan kind of made fun of me and, and gave me every permutation of the Titans offense that can exist, when I asked about zone runs to the left, I think the Titans foundational offense is now, can now be zone runs left with Derrick Henry. And there I finally mentioned his name. Derrick Henry's career totals now, before he plays a game behind Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold together, 4.5 yards per carry. 58 targets at 44 receptions for 469 yards. That's a 10.7 yard average, two touchdowns. We saw one of them opening week against Cleveland. I don't think his receiving numbers are going to go up that much. He's just not that natural a receiver. He, he joked about how we don't think he could catch after he had that 75 yard screen touchdown in Cleveland. And then he proceeded to drop one against the Colts and drop one against the Jaguars. He's not a natural pass catcher. He is a natural runner. That's for sure. Figured things out late last year. He's run pretty well so far this year. If he, if his game is enhanced by a Saffold Lawan combination, the way that Gurley's game was enhanced by a Saffold Wentworth combination, we could be on the verge of witnessing a real boost for Derrick Henry here. And I think that's within the realm of possibility. Uh, it could be something to see here. It's something worth paying attention to. And off of that zone run to the left, outside zone, they could really build some things. It could really enhance the play action. It could really enhance a lot of things. Let's watch for that on Sunday. I think that's big. Sticking with Saffold who I mentioned has not been good enough. We see the guy he replaced this weekend. <clears throat> Quentin Spain uh, reached free agency. The Titans showed no interest in bringing him back. They clearly made a decision during the season that they were done with Spain. And then they cut um, Josh Klein before he got to a, uh, a bonus or a, a, a date when some of his salary would have guaranteed um, they both moved on Spain to Buffalo signed a one-year deal in Buffalo for $2.05 million. Now, Quentin Spain had his limitations, but he fought pretty well. Um, it, it was a, a good player for an undrafted rookie free agent that the Titans brought in and, and developed and one year, $2.05 million. Not a bad rate when you compare it to Roger Saffold <clears throat> four years, $44 million. 
$9.5 million signing bonus, $19 million guaranteed at signing, and a $3.5 million base salary this year. Right now, production measured against cost, Quentin Spain is the player that you want. Roger Saffold needs to change that, needs to start to change with his first game next to Taylor Lewan needs to start to change in a game where when he's not on the field, the guy he replaced, Quentin Spain, will be on the field. And there will be plenty of room and grounds for comparison after the game, particularly if the Titans offensive line doesn't have a good game, particularly if the Titans find a way to lose to the Buffalo Bills. It's not a Spain versus Saffold scenario in that they're not on the field at the same time, in that they're not playing against each other in any way, shape, or form. But there's an element of Spain versus Saffold right here in front of us. We're going to be watching two guys, one who replaced the other, one who's very costly, the other who's very reasonably priced. We're not going to know the two of the full story on uh if the Titans made the right choice there for a while, but through five weeks, we're going to have an answer and uh, Roger Saffold could do a lot to help himself with a good game against Buffalo. <clears throat> a couple other things here. Titans have had very fortunate bounces at this stage of the season. We saw in Atlanta Delaney Walker on his 500th reception fumbled the ball that went out of bounds. Good, good fortune. Marcus Mariota chased down his own fumble and fell on it. Very fortunate. They've got to stop dropping a ball that bounces unpredictably because uh, Mike Vrabel's acknowledging that uh, it's not going to drop in their favor like that. Ball security needs to be better, and, and they, can't, uh, they can't risk it. They, they can't risk it. I think this game, you know, Marcus Mariota still has not thrown an interception. Titans have been good on the turnover front. The, the one killer was Adore Jackson's muff on punt return uh, in Jacksonville. The hope is that we won't be seeing him back there again. We didn't see him back there in Atlanta. We saw Adam Humphreys, which most of us think is the wiser choice. But, um, this can't be the game where the turnovers start. Um, Buffalo's prone to turnovers. Josh Allen's prone to turnovers. Titans secondary is uh, a good takeaway secondary. It's become Logan Ryan's become a good takeaway guy. We know Kevin Byard's a good takeaway guy. Um, Mariota said this week, I trust our guys with any 50-50 ball. This is one of those cases where he's saying one thing and doing another because I haven't seen him throw any 50-50 balls. Have you? I mean, it, it was great what he got going with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis in this game in Atlanta in week four. Um, it's encouraging. You hope that they can, can get those outside guys going and keep them going. But they're – there's no sign of Mariota's willingness with 50-50 balls. 
what I see with regard to 50-50 balls is a unwillingness to throw them, probably for fear of them getting intercepted. Because Marcus Mariota has gone 169 passes with no interceptions, which is great. Uh, 169 passes with no interceptions. That is, I'm trying to look for it here. I had it in front of me. The longest active NFL streak of consecutive passes without an interception. This is from the Titans supplemental notes. That's very good. But it comes with very little risk by him, right? And sometimes having a very safe stat like that, you say, well, that's great that he hasn't thrown a pick. But, you know, maybe they'd be better off with with a pick somewhere in there if it meant that he was taking a little bit more risk and being a little bit more aggressive. And I think you'd be far more impressed if I tell you that the second person on that list is the reigning NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes. 163 passes without an interception. Now, Patrick Mahomes is throwing some, some aggressive passes, right? Patrick Mahomes is, is an adventurous risk-taking quarterback. Not reckless, right? Mike Vrabel's going to talk about aggressive versus reckless. I don't think Marcus Mariota's done much negotiating of that line, aggressive versus reckless. It's generally conservative. Uh, even, even in a game where he had two receivers close to 100 yards, and a lot of it was yards after the catch from A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. It doesn't matter how those come. We haven't seen him, and, and he's throwing the ball. Look, he's, he's not dinking and dunking. But that ball where a guy might be one-on-one downfield where, you know, you'd like to see it be Corey Davis catches it or Corey Davis breaks it up. I don't know that we've seen that. I haven't watched Patrick Mahomes, you know, every throw by any means the way I have with Marcus Mariota. But. I surely will take Patrick Mahomes 163 attempts with no interception over Marcus Mariota's 169 attempts without an interception. And if you think that the streak with no interceptions are automatically uh, good or that you're going to find all good quarterbacks on that list, Mariota 169, Mahomes 163, Sam Darnold third on the list, 155. You think that's because Sam Darnold is really good? Or you think it's because a uh, rookie and now second-year quarterback temporarily out with mononucleosis is coached to be very careful. Fourth on the list, Russell Wilson, very good, 151. Fifth on the list, Houston backup, A.J. McCarron. Right? So you got two guys who are very good in Mahomes and Wilson, a young, young guy in Darnold who is uh, on the list because he's young and coached to be very careful. A.J. McCarron, who's not even a starter. I don't think it tells you too, too much 
about Marcus Mariota that he's on that list. It tells me he's careful. And there's nothing wrong with being careful. Nothing wrong with being careful unless it's limiting you too much. And I think there have been some circumstances where he's not been true to what he says. I trust our guys with any 50-50 ball. Final thought here about one Derrick Henry. We'll circle back uh, to Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry is above his rushing average, 59 yards, his team is 9-2 and two since the start of 2017. That is 81.8 winning percentage. They've won 81.8% of their games since the start of 2017 when he is above 59 yards a game. That's tied for seventh best of 26 qualified running backs in the NFL. Better? Alvin Kamara, first. Latavius Murray, second. You're going to love this one. Deion Lewis, third. That's largely, obviously, from his work with New England. Todd Gurley, fourth, 867. Kareem Hunt, fifth, 857. Derrick Henry, seventh. You go to the bottom of the list. Frank Gore, Titans opponent this weekend, 22nd, 40%. Alex Collins tied for 22nd, 40%. Peyton Barber, 24th, 35.3%. David Johnson, 25th, 30%. Isaiah Crowell, 26th, 20%. Winning percentage, rushing yards above average since the start of 2017. So, look, a lot of these run stats, uh, you know, the winning comes before getting to the average, right? If you're winning, then you can give it to your running back and your running back can, can get those yards. That's fine if it works that way. All you got to do is be winning enough to get Derrick Henry over 59 yards, not over 100, just over 59 yards. And the Titans are going to win at an 82% clip. It's a pretty good harbinger. Something they're going to need to do probably on Sunday against the Bills at Nissan Stadium. Hope to see you there. Hope you've had a good week. I appreciate you listening. Um, I hope you might be interested in a little bit of what I have to say beyond the Titans and beyond the NFL. And if you are, I'd ask that um, as you finish this podcast, you take a quick search and look for Elsewhere, which is my podcast for 104.5 The Zone. Most recent episode, it was about why we look at everything so often in terms of whether it's underrated or overrated. And how oftentimes that's a mistake. Uh, 13 episodes out, and it's a podcast where uh, I look at things and sort through things that uh, are of interest to me that are not primarily about sports. I hope you'll check it out, subscribe, throw me a rating, 
And uh, I appreciate you joining me for this. I appreciate Yazoo Brew sponsoring this. Hope you get all the football results you want during what is week five of the NFL season. If you're not a member at paulkuherski.com, check it out. Private Periscope and Facebook Live sessions, everything I write, uh, pre- and post-game scouting analysis from Blake Bettingfield, which is unlike anything you'll read anywhere else, and a great uh, community of Titans fans that's a lot of fun to be a part of. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. Yeah.